the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we bring you part two of our new series, The Essentials of the Historic Christian Faith. These essentials of the historic Christian faith cannot be confused, compromised, or contradicted. If we want to have a true, genuine, born-again experience with God, in this series we will equip you and help you to know what you believe and know why you believe it, and equip you to find scriptures on the essentials of the historic Christian faith to be able to share in a user-friendly way. So stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, uplifting introduction as always and we want to thank everybody out there in radio land for joining us for another edition of contending for the faith and we know that you're going to be blessed and continue to be blessed by this series on the essentials of the historic christian faith and i have written a book on this and had a tremendous interview with craig roberts uh last tuesday and we trust that uh if you listen to that program, a lifeline, and got blessed by that, we want to encourage you to call in and let us know how you got blessed by that. But this series is going to be a tremendous series to help you to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as well as to equip you so you can give reasons and answers for your Christian faith. And so uh, in this series, we're going to be dealing with uh, five essential doctrines of the historic Christian faith. We will be getting into that down the road, uh, but I'm going to be kind of like dealing with some introduction stuff just to kind of get you prepared for all of this. We dealt with that last Saturday and we were under attack, but Satan is a defeated foe and we still was able to get the word of God across to you, but just let you know how much he hates this program. Uh, but uh, God always comes through on behalf of us and knock a home run in the name of Jesus. Uh, so I want to lay out by way of introduction uh, some negatives regarding how the worldview of Jesus before I get into the positive worldviews of Jesus Christ. You know, like a battery in a car, it starts off by starting uh, and putting together the negatives and the positives together. Uh, to kick off the battery, and uh, and this is how life works as well. You know, you got to be uh, convicted of hell in order to 
know that there is a heaven. You know, if you don't uh, understand the negative of hell, you never understand the positive of heaven. And the Bible is filled up with the negatives and the positives. You just got to get on the uh, the positive side by realizing that the negative is trying to wake you up for the positive. Now, there was a, a panel, uh, and there was a panel many years ago, and on this panel, it really kind of reveals the mindset of uh, mankind today and the world today. And uh, I want to kind of like uh, quote some of the people on this panel when they were discussing some things about Jesus Christ. And we want to encourage you to get your notebooks and your papers and your pens and your Bible uh, so you can get some of this good stuff down. Now, uh, someone once said in, in, on this panel that, uh, quote, I find the way of Jesus helpful, but I can't exclude anyone's spirituality outside of Christianity. In other words, I can't exclude their spirituality. Now, that seems to be the big discussion today is spirituality. Uh, they don't like to talk about Christianity. Uh, or a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The spirituality is the big subject today, and that will encompass all of the New Age. Uh, and and on this panel, someone else said, uh, they declared, they said that Jesus is only a prophet. This is quoting now. Jesus was only a prophet, and that the Quran was more important than the New Testament, close quote. And all these and, and all of these comments were offered during a panel discussion on the biggest distraction that Satan uses today in the world, and that is spirituality. That's what he uses to lead people away from Jesus Christ. Uh, two of the other panelists were from a theological liberal seminary. Uh, where Jesus is not acknowledged as Lord and the Bible is not respected as God's written communication to humanity. Uh, uh, sad panel, but this is the, shows you the worldview of today and how people are thinking regarding Jesus Christ. And some polls, and these are some sad polls to, to bring out, some uh, polls show that a disturbing percentage of Christians fail to understand what the Bible tells us about Jesus. I mean, this is talking about Christian people now. Uh, and we know this is the problem because people are not being discipled. Uh, according to the Barner uh, poll from 2000, uh, said, quote, about one out of four born-again Christians believe that it, is, it doesn't matter what faith you follow because they all teach the same lessons. Uh, isn't that interesting? And later on, uh, when we get into Jesus uh, more and the five essentials, uh, one thing that I'm going to be bringing out, and I state this in my book, that uh, even the former president, Barack Obama, he stated that uh, Jesus, there's many paths to God. Jesus is not the only uh, way to God, uh, and he's greatly mistaken. Now, uh, so this poll, the Barna poll from 2000, said about 
one out of four born-again Christians believe that it doesn't matter what faith you follow because they all teach the same lessons, close quote. And 56% of non-Christians agree uh, with this, uh, this point, and many today in the church and outside the church, they water down the radical claims of Jesus Christ. Now, the challenge of postmodern, pluralistic, new age worldview of spirituality, that's a mouthful there, is to try to satanically replace the redemption of Jesus Christ with spirituality of believing what you want as long as you don't hurt anybody else. So to them is this today, spirituality is in, but Christianity is often out. The cultural worldview today is a religion of worship, number one, of themselves, number two, of mother nature, and number three, the need of the soul through inward meditation apart from Christian meditation and to be or become spiritually successful. This is the mindset. Now, let me say a few more things on this. Most Americans, and I said it and I'll repeat it again, most Americans have a positive view of Jesus, but are totally ignorant on who he truly is. Uh, and that's why we got to give answers. First Peter 3 and 15 say, be ready to give answers and you need to be trained. That's what I do. Go into churches and teach apologetics and teach them how to defend truth. Uh, and most Americans, they see Jesus as a great moral teacher or mystic and not the Messiah or only a prophet. And that is as far as they go. Yet we as Christians, mature Christians, the disciples of Christ, see Jesus much more than that. Amen. Now, let me say this in the body of my message. Oh, this is a good stuff here in the Lord. I want to share with you three vital offices of Jesus Christ that sets him apart from any other leader or religious leader and that no other leader has ever claimed this office or ever will claim the office now uh, has ever been done ever since Jesus Christ. Now, uh, generally when we uh, share the gospel, the kerygma, it's a Greek word for gospel, we uh, don't bring these three offices out. Now, I'm still dealing with the introduction. And though we don't bring out these three offices, and these three offices are one of the greatest ways to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and who he is apologetically. Now, I'm going to trust that you're going to write down all three, and I'm going to get into the first office, and then uh, next week, get into the second office. Now, uh, this is just a preview before we get into the deeper meat of this uh, series. Now, the first office, and there are three offices. Let me just state what the three offices are. The Jesus uh, came uh, as, number one, his office as a priest, or as a prophet, rather. First office was a prophet, and the second office was a priest, and the third office was king. So he had three offices, first office, prophet, 
second office priest, and the third office as king. Now, there's not been any other leader who has ever claimed those three offices. Uh, you hear them claiming so-and-so, Muhammad is a prophet, Joseph Smith a prophet, but that's far as they go. But Jesus was all three and he was perfect. Mankind and even the priests and the prophets, the prophets and the priests and, uh, and the kings in the Old Testament, they were all just human men and they were imperfect. Jesus came as total human and total divine and he defied all of them, all of them. Don't you know that's a tremendous way to communicate the apologetic gospel and radical claims of who Jesus is, was, and is to come? So Jesus' first office is prophet. He came as a prophet. Jesus never suggested that he was another prophet or one that was gonna come that would replace him. Uh, Jesus is irreplaceable. Now, let me say a few things on this uh, office of a prophet um, in relationship to what I've just been saying. Uh, in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel was led by three distinct kinds of people. These were known as prophets, number one, secondly, priests, and thirdly, king. Each of these roles was separate from one another. One man didn't wear more than one title. Because of this, it is important to note that Jesus is called all three. Can you imagine that? He's called all three. These priests, prophets, priests, and kings didn't carry different roles of the same at the same time or different times. Only Jesus could do that. And the same is true today and in the future. That's so powerful, my brothers and sisters. That's So we're dealing with number one, okay? Now, uh, let me say this. The role of a prophet in the Old Testament was to speak the word of God. Some would for foretell events, perform healing, and other do miracles. Uh, Jesus did them all, all of these. He did them all, you know, and Jesus a multiple times pre predicted, and he told his disciples about his death, resurrection, and that was going to happen. He spoke of Judas' betrayal and Peter's denial before it took place. Jesus revealed to his disciples what the owner of the donkey that he rode on into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday would say to them. These are just a few examples of how powerful of these three offices of Jesus. And I'm just dealing with the first one now. Jesus is the prophet of God. Also, he... He not only spoke the word of God, but he was the word of God. He spoke the small W, but he also was the capital W. 
Moses in the Old Testament prophet, he was a prophet who foretold a prophet is to come. Who was that prophet? Jesus was the prophet to come. We learn in Deuteronomy 18 and verse 15, it says, the Lord your God will rise, raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Oh, how powerful is all of this. Now, let me say this in conclusion. The fulfillment of prophecies is found in Jesus Christ. All of the, uh, the prophecies from the Old Testament to the New Testament is all fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Anybody else that comes along and says, I'm a prophet, no, the prophet, the, the office of a prophet has ceased. Jesus is the final office of the prophet, priest, and king. In uh, Hebrews chapter one, verses one through two, it says, in past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. And in these last days, notice in the last days, he's spoken to us through his son. So Jesus isn't just a prophet. He is the prophet who told, was told that we should listen to him and nobody else. He played the role of a prophet, priest, and king, and he will do that, and nobody else has done that. When you share apologetically about Jesus Christ, you say, who else has done that? Who else has ever came to this world in those three offices and communicated that that's who they were and is. Nobody else has done that. Buddha, Zoroaster, Confucius, Muhammad, all of them. I don't care who it is, Billy Graham, Dr. Buckner, all the radio people that you listen to, nobody can claim those three offices. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches, and Lord, bring repentance upon our hearts right now. And may we surrender our lives to you as the prophet, priest, and king. Brother Gary. All right. It's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Connecting for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Grab that phone. Give us a call if you have questions or comments for us tonight. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. God is willing and able and anxious to hear from you. So just he's just a prayer away. So we want to encourage you tonight that if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. And speaking of prayer, we always like to say thank you to all of our prayer warriors. Those of you who have been 
diligent and consistent in your prayers for the ministry. We th- can't thank you enough because this is a prayer-driven ministry. If you want to see a ministry that's successful, that has longevity, I guarantee if you dig into the background, you'll discover that there is a multitude of folks who are praying over that ministry. It is so vital that you keep the prayers going, keeps us going, it keeps everything going, and we just can't thank you enough. And we'd also like to thank those of you who have been so generous over the years to financially support this ministry. It's it's a listener-supported ministry, and without that support, uh, we wouldn't be on the air. It's that simple. But the fact that we've been on the air for 20 years says something, and it says something about your generosity. And so we thank you so much. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier, so much simpler. Just go online. ContendingFaith.org, ContendingFaith.org, and click on the donate button, and you will be blessed for time and eternity. You know, uh, we're into this series now, this second week on the essentials of the historic Christian faith, and we just want to make you aware that Dr. Buckner has written a book on this subject, and we want to encourage you. it's, it's a ten dollar um, book, and uh, you can you can go to contendingfaith.org and, and uh, order it there, or you can send ten dollars to our post office box, same post office box, Contending for the Faith, PO Box five five three, Tiburon, California nine four nine two zero. We want to encourage you. This is a great book to have in your library. It's a great apologetic tool, and it's a great. Um, it's a great tool in terms of discipleship and helping people understand the essentials of the Christian faith. It's user-friendly. Uh, you can use it for Bible studies. You can use it for Sunday school. Uh, it's a welcome addition to any believer's library. So we want to encourage you. That's It's only $10. You can order it from contendingfaith.org or, again, to our P.O. Box. 553 Tiburon, California, 94920. Also, um, Dr. Buckner was on Craig Roberts' Lifeline show last Tuesday. And we're just curious if you listen to the program, we'd love to hear your comments about what was talked about. Give us a call tonight. Uh, share with us what you thought, what you think, and, and uh, we would greatly appreciate that. All right, Dr. Buckner, you're about ready to go to the phone lines. Yes, let's do that, Brother Gary. Sounds good. Okay, Jermaine is holding on line one. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing, my brother? Oh, I'm doing very well tonight. Oh, good, good, good to hear your voice. And uh, what's on your heart? Just, um, you know, I want to hear your take on believers who, you know, we all know we ultimately are going to be passing on. But is it wrong for believers to be afraid of approaching impending death? Because I... I like checking out the uh, last words of some, you know, believers and non-believers, and it's pretty interesting, you know, to see what happens. But 
Some seem to look forward. Some, of course, are a little anxious, which is natural. But I just wanted to hear your take on that because some some uh, would try and say, "Oh, you you have no faith," because Jesus said, "You know, don't be afraid." But that that's not a. I don't think that interpretation matches reality. So I want to hear your take on it. Right. Exactly. You know, uh, that's a good question. And you know, the more we grow in in our faith, uh, the more uh, God. Uh, matures us to overcome uh, fear. There's always a war between the uh, these two Fs, which is uh, really three, like, uh, you know, fear, feelings, and then we have to put above those is faith. And, uh, and when we do do that, uh, our lives seem to be uh, like what the Apostle Paul said in uh, Romans 8, that we become not just conquerors, but more than conquerors. And one of the things that he lists in that is uh, death as well. We become conquerors over that. And uh, one of the most beautiful scriptures that relates to your question is uh, Psalms uh, 23. Because in Psalms 23, David uh, said, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he gets down to verse 4. In Psalm 23, he said, yea, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear. There you go. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God is the God of comfort. And what he does is that he gives us so much comfort and he gives us so much uh, strength that we still have to see, uh, look at death from a different perspective. Uh, when the Lord becomes a great shepherd in our lives and he starts to comfort us, we start to look at death rather than fearing it. We start to look at it as only a shadow and we're just uh, sort to look at it from that perspective. And then Jesus said in John 14 and one, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So we are uh, challenged by God uh, to uh, and Jesus Christ said, uh, fear not man, uh, what he can do to the body. And uh, we, that includes death too. Uh, but we are to just have confidence that, uh, you know, we can do all things through Christ that strengthen us. And that is uh, overcoming fear. And when Jesus said, fear nothing, but God, he's telling us to not fear even death because we're more than conquerors. And, and he put in that list of death and, and a list of other things that tries to get in the way of us. And I always bring out the acronym for fear. It's uh, F, false, E, evidence, A, appearing, R, to be real. So uh, Psalms 23 is always comforting to me uh, as well as I'm, when I'm ministering to people on their deathbed uh, a lot of people are fearing it, like you would like what you brought out the question. And it seems like when I read Psalms 23 and verse 4, you know, it, it seems to have a way of comforting people to have faith in God over fear. And, and that's very important for us to come to grips with. And Jesus has delivered us from the fear of death. So, uh, I'm going to share one more scripture with you. Uh, let me go over to it. Uh, 
and that's in, uh, and you might even want to write this down as well. That's in First uh, Corinthians, uh, in First Corinthians uh, fifteen and verse uh, fifty-four. Uh, it says uh, the Apostle Paul is talking about death and the body and you know and all of that stuff. And so he says, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruptible and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass saying that this is written, death is swallowed up in victory. And he says, O death, verse 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Uh, the sting of death is sin and the strength is sin is in the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's come to give us victory through Jesus Christ where we're not dominated by fear because fear enslaves us. And uh, once we confess our sins and surrender our lives to him, he gives us comfort and he gives us confidence uh, that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. So hopefully uh, that has been some words of encouragement uh, to uh, you to share with some other people. Uh, yes, sir. I think it was uh, encouraging everybody. Thank you. You got it. Do you have any prayer requests, my brother? Actually, um, continue to please keep my family in uh, prayer concerning this uh, long-standing battle with with uh, workers' comp. And God, you know, has been giving me victories. I, I look forward to sharing testimony, and also just uh, want to pray for salvation for my cousin and, and my siblings oh beautiful beautiful uh yes we're gonna do that and one thing that's unique about continue for the faith we not only we not only minister to people with the word of god and give answers but we are serious about praying for people it's not too many uh, radio shows that are live that do that you know and we are want to be faithful to praying for people's various needs and struggles and whatever they are going through so we're making a commitment and tell your 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 friend lauren that we appreciate him and as well as his faithfulness to uh praying for us and supporting the ministry as well all right brother gary all right well lord we just thank you for brother jermaine and his faithfulness to the ministry and his uh always providing us with great questions that inspire and and um, give people the ability to give reasons and answers for faith. And so we just thank you for him. We pray for salvation for his siblings and cousins. We pray for this workman's comp uh, situation that you give him the victory and favor in all of these situations and bless those family members to come to a saving knowledge of be with his family, protect them and keep them, bless his finances as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God right. bless you, Brother Jermaine. Amen. All right. Thank you. God bless. You got it. Well, it looks like it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith.
You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. We're so glad you're here with us tonight. We want to just encourage you to give us a call. We want to hear from you tonight. We want to know how tonight's broadcast has blessed you. If you have questions or comments for us, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Again, prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. Whatever you're going through, God is able to do it above all you could ever ask or think. He's the answer to all your questions. So don't be afraid to, to call out his name. Don't be afraid to call upon him in prayer. If you need prayer, we'll be happy to pray with you tonight. We just want to thank those of you who have always been praying for us, and we want to thank those of you who have always been generously providing for this ministry. It's a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you so much. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's 94920. The second way is so much simpler. Go online to contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button. And it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've, we've just embarked on this brand new series entitled the Essentials of the Historic Christian Faith. And Dr. Buckner has a book by the same title. And it's it's an amazing book. It's user-friendly. We want to encourage you. Pick that book up and follow along with us. It's only $10. And so you can, again, address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And request that book. Or you can go online to contendingfaith.org and uh, you can get it there. So we want to encourage you. It's a great book to have in your library, a great resource uh, for discipleship, Bible study, you name it. You should uh, pick this book up and it'll, it will bless you. In addition to that, you know, last Tuesday, Dr. Buckner was on Craig Roberts' show. And maybe some of you uh, were able to hear that broadcast last Tuesday. If you have, we sure appreciate it if you give us a call and let us know how that, that uh, program uh, blessed you and what you heard. And if you had any questions, <clears throat> give us a call in, in regard to that as well. All right, Dr. Buckner, we have a question from Alfred. He wants to take it off the air. His question is, does Satan still have access to heaven? That's the first part of his question. And the second part is, where is Satan located now? Yeah, that's a very good question. Both of those are good questions. Alfred, and thank you always for your good questions. Um, the question, the first question is, does Satan have access to heaven? Um, well, you know, he did have uh, a lot of access to heaven uh, going back to the time of uh, uh, the time he was expelled and the time around Job. Because Job, the book of Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible. It was written even <clears throat> sometime uh, as, as old as uh, after Genesis, so many uh, scholars say. And so uh, when we're dealing with 
accessibility, he had access to uh, the before God. And it says that, you know, Satan came before God and the angels too. We believe that uh, the angels, those are literal angels there uh, when it talks about that context. So, uh, and uh, I believe since the cross, uh, he has been expelled. He was expelled out of the heavens and in the sense of accessibility, like the way he did, because it tells us in Revelation uh, chapter 12 and verse 4, it says, and, and his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the, the cast uh, them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to de be delivered to devour her child as soon as it was born. So uh, we see here that uh, the, the dragon that represents a symbol for Satan was cast out. And since the cross, uh, he's been limited to accessibility. <clears throat> and that's why it uh, tells us about in Colossians 2 and 15, uh, and hopefully you're able to get these scriptures down as well. Uh, Colossians 2 and verse 15, it says there, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So the limitation of Satan's accessibility is not the same as it was since the cross. You know, and so we don't hear anything other than the time of Job that he had the accessibility. So, um, and the question is, uh, where is he now? Uh, he's in the heavenlies, but not so much the third heaven where God is at, but he's in the heavenlies, in the air. Uh, and that's another word for heaven. So we got a lot of words for heaven. You got uh, the third heaven where God is at. There's another word for paradise where Paul went to the third heaven. That's where God is, his throne. And then you got below there is uh, Ephesians 6 and 12, uh, where it talks about this is where the domain of Satan and demons are at, because it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. The King James uses high places, but in the Greek it's heavenly places, uh, if you have a modern translation. And that means that his domain is in the uh, air, uh, in the heavens above, below uh, where God is at in the third heaven. But uh, this is oxymoron because the double uh, standard word, a question rather, because where is Satan? You know, the Apostle Paul calls him the spirit of the, of the air. He's the spirit in the air, which means that he's above us. And he's not down in hell in the lake of fire because the lake of fire has not been opened up for business yet. When, when unbelievers die, they go to what is known as Hades. And that's a temporary torment of the conscience uh, until Christ comes back and then 
uh, unbelievers will go before the great white throne judgment, and then they will be cast into the lake of fire with uh, this unholy trinity, which is the dragon, the beast that represents the Antichrist and the false prophet. So hell has not been opened up for business yet. And we know that unbelievers, just like in Luke 16, they go to Hades, which is a temporary place like a person going to jail before they go before a judge. And the judge sentenced them to Soledad, San Quentin, Folsom, places like that. So um, uh, we see that, like again, I said in Luke 16 with the rich man, the poor man, and the rich man is in Haiti still, and the poor man is was in Abraham's bosom, and now uh, paradise, the Hades second compartment, has now been taken up to uh, heaven where Jesus is at, and that's where all believers will go uh, when they die. But when Jesus comes back, he will bring uh, those in heaven with him, and he will bring back uh, all those in heaven with him. Uh, and then those who remain, as it says in First Thess Thessalonians 4, those who remain will be caught up in the air to meet Jesus, and we will come to the earth and a new heaven and earth will descend from heaven and the garden of eden will be the garden of eden recreated you know uh and somebody says well doesn't it say that he goes to way to prepare a place for us yeah prepare a place for us the word monet which is a place for us mansion monet is dwelling place. It's talking about on earth. Everything that God did was on earth with the tabernacle. It was on earth with the temple. And our bodies are the temple now. And our bodies, we will continue to live here on the earth. Uh, you know, and Christ will d dwell on the earth with us. You know, uh, and so the issue is now is, is, is where is the enemy? So where is Satan? He's the prince of the power of the air. He's in the heavenlies, but he is everywhere. Uh, in not, you know, in the sense not uh, omnipresent like God is, but he's everywhere in the sense that uh, he can reap havoc in anybody's life who opens up the door towards him. So if you don't have God in your life and you're listening to this message tonight, if you don't have God in your life, you have Satan there, uh, and he can reap havoc in your life. You need to repent. You need to accept him into your heart as Lord and Savior. Uh, he is the ruler of not only heaven and earth, and but he is the wants to be the ruler of your life. And if you don't submit to him, you will fall into the category of Matthew 7. Well, he will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, I never knew you. And our motives got to be right, our lives got to be right, and we got to walk with the Lord Jesus and surrender to him. And the big problem with most of us in the world today, 
church folks, non-church folks, is that we are very selfish people. We're self-centered rather than sacrificial. We're not uh, surrendering to Christ as Lord of our life. And a lot of people use lip service. Oh, he's Lord of my life. Yeah, right. When you stand before him, as it says in Matthew 7, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, in that day, then I do many mighty works and I cast out demons and I cast do this and do that. And he says, I will profess to them, I never knew you because you never did do the will of my father. Don't you know that uh, Matthew chapter seven is the scariest chapter in the Bible because you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You got to look at your motive because if your motive is not right with God, then you can be cast away from him for throughout eternity. And Matthew chapter seven is talking about church going folks. They got churchianity, but not Christianity. They are informed, but not transformed. They got their names on the church list, but not written in the Lamb's book of life. And they go around talking about Lord all the time. Oh, I believe in the Lord. The Lord has done this and the Lord done that, but they refuse to be obedient. My friend, I'm, I'm talking to you right now. I got some time to do that before our time is almost out, but you better look at these three T's. God is calling upon you to look at your time, number one T, two, talent, and number three, treasures. And a lot of people are gonna go to hell because they let money control them. You should money shouldn't have you. You should have it. And when was the last time you gave to the ministry? Gave to any ministry? Gave to your church? You know. And Jesus said, "Lay up not for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust and thieves break in, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven." Look at all these people getting ripped off and Mr. Madoff, good name, and then all these other people. You know, a lot of you are gonna be blessed. You're being blessed. You're going to be blessed with your taxes. You ever thought about just saying, let me give to God first, give to a ministry. You got to check yourself or you wreck yourself and you want to stand before God. He says, well done or be done. Amen. So Brother Gary, I'm going to turn it over to you and you can bring us a, a prayer and, and close out. Especially we need a prayer of repentance. We need to turn to God. We need revival. We need to turn to God. Brother Gary. So Dr. Buckner, for clarity's sake, when you said submit to him, you're talking about Jesus Christ, right? Amen, brother. Amen. So we need to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Way. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's it. It's a narrow path, but that's it. You can't be saved through anyone else other than Jesus Christ. So we want to encourage you tonight, make that declaration. Ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Ask him into your heart. Believe in him and you will be saved. We want to encourage you tonight, make that declaration. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we would like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you. 
You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. So if you've tuned in tonight and you've heard enough uh, a gospel to save the world uh, a thousand times over, we want to encourage you tonight. This could be your last night on earth. Make that decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Don't hesitate. Do it now. Pray that prayer of repentance. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins and come into your heart and you'll be saved. So we want to leave you with Please keep us in your prayers until next week when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner. Always with one purpose in mind to equip and exhort and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.